What have you got there, mate? Just a glass of wine. All right. How is it? It's all right, I guess. I mean, obviously, it's not really delicious, like a pint from Beer 52. Well, it's a good job that this episode of Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs is sponsored by Beer 52, the world's number one beer club. With Beer 52, you'll receive a case of beer every month featuring craft beers from all over the world, including Belgium, California, New Zealand and more. As well as getting eight free beers, you'll also receive the award-winning magazine Ferment, as well as a couple of different snacks. Perfect for a night in, or an innocent picnic in the park. For the last time, it was a picnic. You couldn't see the snacks. We had two different types of snacks. Best of all, you can pause or cancel your membership at any time, so you don't need to worry about the ombudsman coming to get you if you want to take a break from your membership. So seriously, what are you waiting for? If you want to get started with a free case of beer, head to beer52.com forward slash peep to access your first case for free. Eight beers, Beer 52. Eight. That's insane. All you need to do is pay the £5.95 for postage. And don't worry if you're not a fan of dark beers, there is a light option available. So that's beer52.com forward slash peep to get your first Beer 52 case for free. Poor me. Poor me. Pour me another glass from Beer 52. Cheers. Cheers. Hello and welcome to Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs, a podcast all about discussing and reviewing the British sitcom Peep Show. My name's Tom Harrison and I'm joined as always by Rob Graham. Hello. Hi, we are unfortunately still in lockdown as uh, we are recording this uh, at this, the start of April. Um, how you, how you been getting on, Rob? I'm going a bit stir crazy now. I've been doing, I was doing all right for like the first couple of weeks, I think being in work the odd day was, was sort of keeping me sane. This first few days has just been like, oh my word. Like, I think today, and we're, we're sort of chatting on the 7th of April, like today's been my first day where I've gone, oh my God, I need to get out. I need to go and do something. Like, it's it's mad. It's mad. Yeah, I'm on my fourth week working from home now. Um, I'm starting to get, I'm getting used to it now. Like, I, I feel a bit settled in, but yeah, those... That like dog walk of the day is like I cling to it <laughs> for a bit of sunshine, and it's timing it right, isn't it? Like I, I like I go and walk my dog as well. I'm like, don't want to walk him too early because that's that's the one bit of sunshine I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get today, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want to leave don't want to leave it too late because then everyone else is out at the same time. Um, yeah, so this is what our it. lives have become. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But of course, we've recently had our um, our super special with Robert Webb. So if you haven't listened to that already, then please do go back and check that out. Uh, but we're back here with a, another sort of special while we're in between series during lockdown. And that is we spoke to the lovely gentleman at Dobby Club, um, who, if you're, if you're living under a rock and are unfamiliar, they are a very popular... Uh, they're on everything, aren't they? They're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and they're sort of the OG peep show meme gang. And they've very much sort of branched out into, we won't spoil what we're going to talk about with them, but they're sort of a a, a company now, as much as a um, as much as just a Facebook page, which a lot of these Facebook sort of groups are, they've sort of branched out into being a full-out, like... A brand... I was, about, yeah, I was about to call them a conglomerate. I think that's maybe... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a, um, they're, they're sort of a brand with merchandise and, and sort of public events and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, we really enjoyed talking to them. We'd sort of been been lining it up for a while um, and finally managed to sort of pin them down um, with with everyone sort of being stuck indoors. Um, it seemed like the ideal time to sort of shoot the shit with them. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we actually attended one of their events. Um, when, when was that? Was that last summer? It's quite a while ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, like, like August 2019. And we were meant to be going to one of their quizzes local to us sort of in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, of course. Which obviously with the lockdown hasn't happened. Um, but yeah, they were really, really good guys to talk to. Um, like been chatting to them sort of privately for for a long time um and and sort of been trying to line something up that we could that we could all get involved in 
sort of one of their quizzes or that sort of stuff. But this seemed like the ideal time to sort of chat chat with them, find out why they love Peep Show, um, sort of what what Dobby Club is about, um, where it came from, what 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 their what their favourite things about Peep Show are, um, and just have a and have a good old chat like. If nothing else, it's it's nice to it's always nice to chat peep show with with other sort of fellow like minded people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and their events. If you are looking for fellow peep show mega fans, then their events are, are probably the best uh, best things in the country to get yourselves down to. So yeah, like I said before, we went to one. We had a great time. Met a few new people that we were sat with and a really good time so credit to them they've they've sort of evolved beyond that just sort of like facebook group meme group to like you say merchandise and events and stuff so it's quite an interesting story which we're, we're going to get into uh when we chat to the guys so um yeah really looking forward to getting into it okay right let's uh let's get the guys on the line then hello so we're joined today by doug and giles from dobby club hi hello there how are you doing, guys? How's how's uh, isolation treating you? Um, well, quite quite frankly, my life consists mainly of uh, non-state sanctioned uh, isolation. I uh, I tend to just work from home anyway. So, quite honestly, very little has changed for me. But you know, um, the big change, of course, is we're now streaming quizzes online as opposed to going up and down the UK. So yeah, that'd be one. But apart from yeah. that, all good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, obviously- I think sort of the opposite. Um, I manage a pub, so I'm doing nothing. Uh, the only thing that has stayed the same in my life is is the quiz. Admittedly, I'm doing it uh, from the comfort of my uh, living room now, which is actually quite nice. I, I could almost get used to it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about the only exciting thing I've been able to do up until now. Yeah, we're glad to, glad to have you with us. So um, I think most of our listeners have probably heard of you guys, have hopefully been to one of your quizzes or at least heard us talking about you before. Um, but if for those of you who haven't, do you guys want to just give a bit of a, a brief overview of, of, of what you do, where you came from, or how this how this baby came about? Yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, so, well, uh, do you want, shall I rewind right to the back, right to the beginning, yeah. to the origin story? Yeah. Um, so we started off, um, well, I started off, what should I say, uh, just bored at my old job. Um, I'm not sure if I can use the expletive shit posting um, on various peep show based groups um, on, on Facebook. Uh, and it got to the point where I was, um, yeah, uh, possibly spending about... 80% of my working life uh, making peep show memes as, as opposed to doing my actual job. Um, and then I, uh, you know how these groups work. People have different themes to make memes on, you know, different, whatever the, the, uh, the topic du jour is. So, and then they were doing, we were doing like recreated film posters. I did the Dobby club fight club mashup, which went down pretty exceedingly well. And then we did the um, album covers and I did that part, uh, the iconic blur, greatest hits i forget the artist who i've ripped off but anyway i did that with the peep show characters uh at that point people were like you've got you've got to print this man it's so cool so i just printed a load for you know posters and i thought maybe i should put put this on my own little page did that then i made a little video a super uh what was it um sandstorm the derude sandstorm mashed up with the rainbow rhythms sequence Again, that seemed to get a lot of traction. And I remember just waking up, my phone was just going wild with all these notifications. Like, wow, I've gone viral. Here it is. And yeah, sure enough, the page just sort of seemed to grow from that point on. I only ever made it just as a little experiment. In fact, I've got a video of me making the page as um, an example of how I can make social media page for a job interview I was doing, which is quite a weird bit of footage, to be honest. So yeah, I literally just made it for that reason. And then obviously it just went... Uh, went a bit went a bit mad and then yeah since then i have quit my job which i was sort of slacking on anyway um and then i randomly contacted old big mad andy via twitter and just said should we just do a quiz for a laugh see what happens did one in manchester which doug here attended i believe and it went yeah we were like hmm i wonder if it'll sell any tickets and uh i was i I set my alarm for 10 to 9 that morning i remember it well 
nice. yeah, it uh, blew up, didn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the tickets. Well, as only you know, it's not like we're not talking huge numbers here. It's not like Glasgow or anything, but it's like 150 tickets. I was like, oh god, we're gonna have to push this thing. But uh, I think they all sold out within 30 seconds or something like that. And people were just like, did you even put them online? I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like frantically emailing the venue saying, are you sure we actually sold any tickets? I'm like, yeah, they just sold out instantly. With people coming up from Bournemouth, you know, people coming all over the place, thinking, oh my god, my one and only chance to see Big Man Andy. Little did they know. Two years later, we've done about 50 of them in every possible town we can. But never mind. Um, you know, it's still plenty of demand. And uh, it's been a wild ride, if I'm honest with you. It's been fun. We, we said that when we came to the one that you did in Proud in, in London. Like, it was yeah. a feeling. We came out of the tube and seeing mm. these hundreds of people just queuing up outside a club when it's still, like, daylight. <laughs> yeah. These people cool. being like, oh, we thought, like, we didn't know how many people were going to turn up. We'd obviously... We mm. obviously like the amount of followers and stuff you've got on Twitter and uh, the amount of uh, like followers you've got on Facebook and stuff. So we thought there'd be a fair number. But we're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're amongst like, like-minded people here. It was quite yeah. No, I think that's the beauty of it, really. It's, and, I, you know, obviously I do have a bit of, um, I don't know, I don't, it, it's a bit of an uneasy feeling sometimes thinking about or reflecting on the fact that I'm, I'm effectively gone self-employed in order to sort of piggyback on the success of... Uh, someone else's uh, creativity and genius but at the end of the day sometimes I look around and think you know what this is quite a cool little community we've got here we might as well you know get you know it's quite a cool little gathering of like-minded people like you say and yeah we have a good laugh Um, and yeah that was such a cool moment actually by the way just having all those people in that sunny central London location with that like really extravagant red carpet and everything outside that was quite cool wasn't it it was bang bang in the middle of a festival season because I was on the way. Um, I, I was working for a festival company at the time, so I was on my way to um, uh, Essex, I think, to work to work Ed Sheeran, and uh, I had to get Big Mad Andy to carry my tent um, on the tube and everything. Which, like two years ago, Christ, that would have been like my dream come true. Um, and you know, it still was a very very exciting moment, but. Um, yeah, the, that's the best thing about that crowd. And we, we tried a couple of things. We tried bingo, peep show bingo, which I still think has a future. I know it's um, quite a stressful thing for you to run. Um, but yeah, it's it's again, it's the like-minded crowd. It's all the inside jokes that everyone around you absolutely loves. Uh, it's Yeah, it's quite something quite beautiful about that, definitely. So was, was um, uh, Liam Noble involved? So he was involved in it right from the very beginning of the quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do any other quizzes uh, up until that point. I'd, I'd, I get, yeah, like quite the baptism of fire, I must say, because not only had I, I never even like written a quiz, uh, I just simply hadn't even, um, yeah, zero experience whatsoever, um, and I hadn't written a single question until basically like two days before the thing. I was like, oh god, what am I even doing with this thing, honestly? But yeah, on um, all credit to Liam um he just took like it uh t- took to the thing like a, a duck to water uh just got up on stage read the thing out all good and then ever since then like he's he's really kind of taken it on very seriously he's like obviously he's rewatched the program a, a multitude of times ever since the first time because i remember on the first first time we did it or first couple of times he'd be like reading out questions or team names and, and and getting the pronunciations totally wrong and everyone was like <laughs> stop getting team show wrong and it's like really awkward but now he's he's all over it i can't remember what it was like, i think it was like danny dyer's chocolate he's like what does that word say homunculus you know he's um but now he's he's over he's on board so yeah it's cool so you, you just reached out to him on twitter did you like how did that sort of come about like what did you say to him <laughs> well you know what? i can't really remember how i phrased it i i think i must have contacted him through my personal account and just been like hi hi Liam hi Big Mad Andy can you please follow me back because his Twitter handle is Big Mad Andy so it's quite easy to to uh, track down um I just said can you follow me back follow me back because he he wasn't he didn't have his open DMs it's always a bit awkward I'm sure you guys are well experienced with that now when you have to be like tweeting in public to get them to like interact with you yeah but i think the past few that we've tried that with it's really worked <laughs> yeah paid off paid dividends so like, yeah. so like robert yeah. webb was just an absolute like hunt of just messaging him and it wasn't yeah yeah what made me laugh with that one was that um 
I tweeted it, uh, and then a guy tweeted it, like replied to my tweet like 20 seconds after, uh, being like, "Swear you've tweeted this like 20 times before." Um, blah blah blah, and then uh, like 10 seconds after that, Web messaged us, and we were like, "Oh, hey. and that page that worked up, that that worked." So I messaged, yeah, yeah, yeah. done it. And just said, mate, I'm going to do it to David Mitchell in a few days' time. Can you do it again and see if it works for that one? Like, Tom and I both said, with that sort of stuff, and same with you with Liam, like, if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, the worst that's going to happen is someone's going to say, is someone's going to say no. Or the worst that's going to happen is you get someone like um, Matt Kitt, who then gives you an unattainable amount of money or an unattainable amount of retweets to try and get to cut. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to him. I guess he's just well and truly over the whole super hands thing, perhaps. It's... You see, you say that he did that advert for that beer. I can't remember what it was called, but um Obly, old blue last year. Yeah, yeah. And um he very much sort of played himself and I th- I think I, d- I don't know, how maybe it is his calling to come and do a podcast uh or a quiz to, you know, to reprise his role. Um because despite the April Fool's tweet that you did yesterday, um, there is not a Series 10 of Peep Show. Well, not, not yet, anyway. Um, as much as we wish there was, I think. But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's where I can. I shared your little post on uh, on Reddit that the, uh, the David Mitchell April Fool's, I got some, got some hate for that. <laughs> Same here, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just... I, like, I put it on there and, like, got... I think like six six hundred odds uh, sort of like, upvotes on it, but the amount of people who were just like um, same sort of stuff that you were putting like the simple lampoon and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. then just like this is a shit April Fools. They're like yeah. negative, my negative all, all goes through the fucking all this sort of stuff. <laughs> it's like oh, that is God, people need to chill out. Um, but like we were talking to to Doug just before we started recording um, about one of the the things with making with you guys making the memes is sort of you you have to rely on sort of tragedy and stuff to, to yeah make, <laughs> yeah make it work. what what do you think the uh, like the best like might not be able to answer like the best content or the best bad event that you've had <laughs> that you've had to sort of pick kind, up? kind of kind of like when Jeremy has been bored since nine eleven like kind of yeah. the worst yes. since. Um, uh, I, I think a, a golden era for uh, our memes, I mean, would be the election. Actually, uh, I don't know yes. if that's necessarily everyone's idea of a bad event, but that uh, that's certainly, yeah. Honestly, that was just like a, a pure um, anything you posted during that period. If it wasn't spot on, like sort of topical reference, then uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't get any traction whatsoever. But yeah, once you once you hit the nail on the head, people are mad for that stuff. So. Yeah, for me that that'd be it. Um, I don't know. I yeah, that, you're recently, right there. There is it. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Um, I was just going to add to that um, with with election, and then also I think was it on Thursday or Friday when I think I woke up to a notification BBC News and straight away messaged you like Boris has got coronavirus. Like Boris has got coronavirus. Jesus. Like mm-hmm. you, sometimes you get a notification from the news that something really. Um, it, it it's just gr- it's just great news. Um, but do you not find and, and, that and, you... and those memes write themselves in a way, you know? They do quite... unless you're unless you're really quick. So like, there was somebody I did one when um, Mikel Arteta got it um, when he got coronavirus, and I did that same tweet for him, and I was like, Jesus, Arteta's got it. Who's who's next? Yeah. Um, and I did it, and I think oh. I must have seen it come up as a BBC News article. And then I'd made the meme within like 20 yeah. seconds. And somebody commented underneath being like, Jesus, that was quick. Like you, you have to be so quick, especially with like, uh, yeah. Facebook, like the Project Zeus group nowadays. You look and you're like, oh no, someone's already done, somebody's already done that. Yeah. Do you know what? Sometimes it's just, um, it's, it's who gets there first. Like I did one on Project Zeus um, that was very simple. It was just, uh, and, and Giles shared it on the page as well. It was, um, Jeremy, Boris has got coronavirus. That is so Boris. And then um, I was going through Project Use and loads of other people had done it. But then sometimes it's social media is weird. Sometimes it's just when you post um, or it's just like if you um, capture the, the, the mood, right? Like if you put the quote on top of the screenshot or if you just post it like half ass, just post a picture of Mark saying that and no jazz. It, it's really weird how that group works. I, I love it. I think Project Use is fantastic. Um, 
so so much gold, especially at the moment, because everyone is sat indoors, remaining indoors, um, and and just ma- making memes, and it, it's 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 ace. But like you guys, like with with your page, obviously you've got like tens of thousands of people like it. How quickly did that build up? Um, pretty damn quickly, actually. Well, you know what, I, I say that, but then you then see other pages like coronavirus memes with like two hundred thousand already. I'm just like, oh, for Christ's sake, uh, yeah. So, um, so what are we now? I think I think the page has now been going for like three years, and uh, we are just off the hundred thousand mark on Facebook, which is where it all started. So, um, I don't suppose it's really um. It's really accelerated as on the on the scale of things as as fast as some pages do, but um, yeah, like I said before, when I posted that sandstorm video, it went from like ten likes of just like my friends to about I think it was like ten thousand in about a day. So actually, come to think of it, now I'm saying this out loud, ten thousand, yeah, and now it really hasn't kept up that rate, unfortunately, but. Um, yeah, you know, to, to, we became very quickly established, I think it's fair to say. And then same with Instagram, actually. Instagram is pretty much where it's at these days. People don't, yeah, like, like you're saying on Facebook, when you, you can spend absolutely, certainly with videos, the way the algorithms work, you never really know. Obviously, it's, it's, an, old, uh, it's an old adage of the, the meme smith to blame it on like the, the, the uh, mysterious algorithms. But so, I swear sometimes you post stuff that would be absolutely solid gold and it just get, get, falls absolutely flat. And you just don't know if it's actually been, you, you, sometimes it just gets shut down for whatever reason instagram however yeah that just grows like on a daily basis extremely rapidly and you and all of the stuff we post on there gets about 10 times the amount of um engagement as our facebook page actually these days social media is a fickle mistress indeed yeah that's the word absolutely everyone's just on the internet every day uh and and it's it's brilliant but it's also like christ you know be quite nice if there wasn't something drastic going on in the world for our content to you know skyrocket like it has um but but i've almost tried to avoid making like too many like coronavirus is kind of done now when it comes to yeah it's, it's that and then um, I, I get like if you get if you can get like a classic film involved like, I'm, I'm working on the peep juggle of the rings crossover at the moment but you wait for that um just like get get some nostalgia in there as well i think i think that's what everyone needs a big dose of right now yeah, and from my, no, from my perspective, I think you're right about the um, coronavirus memes being a bit like done and dusted. They, they were coming thick and fast. It's probably now the time to call it a knock on the head. But that's why I think this this um, uh, this quiz is actually the one for me because it's kind of like a it's like a much needed distraction and a bit of lighthearted fun. So, yeah. well, it's yeah. normality, isn't it? Well, kind of. Yeah, it's just well, it's sort of making a fairly bewildering situation we're all in. Yeah, just giving people a bit of distraction. I think that's the way forward for us anyway. Just yeah. to light now. Yeah. Yeah, and people are flocking to those sorts of apps and things like House Party and doing lots of online quizzes and things. So, you know, if you can lock that down and like get something running, then you know, you're onto a good thing. For real. And I think that's what, you know, obviously there's this is such a horrible situation we're all in, but if there is anything to take of it. It's it's just like I don't know, I don't want to get too wishy-washy, but the whole community spirit has kind of um, been uh, kind of like uh, reinvigorated a little bit around the, across the country, if that doesn't sound a bit too wanky, I don't know. But, no, I agree, absolutely. Mm. The, the entire country is mega Rainbow Rhythms right now. The entire yeah. online, the, the online yeah, community, yeah, yeah. I should say. Um, whereas before it was so not Rainbow Rhythms. Yeah, I think the last time that there's been that sort of like togetherness was probably like the, the World Cup when England were doing well. But of course, we were all outside and we were filling out pubs and things and all getting along just fine. But now we're all locked indoors, but we're uh, the, the support is sort of taking a, a different form. So it's, it's just more weird than anything. Um, and I'm sure something else, I don't mean to be pessimistic, but something else will go wrong in the world after coronavirus and we'll, we'll use it again. But that's why that's what makes Peep Show timeless. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah, when you've got a show like Peep Show that is so filled with like pessimism in quite large doses, particularly with like Mark and things, it's yeah, kind of just like you said, it they almost write themselves at times. Yeah, right, man. there's a very much a we've all been there and oh shit, we're here again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, cool. e- even like, I mean, y- you guys talk about um, 
in, in the podcast that I re- what I really enjoy about it is you talk about how relatable it is, which is is what makes it arguably the most appealing comedy ever. Um, and uh, one, th- um, I think it's when Nancy says, uh, "Can I use Mark's computer for my CV?" And he's like, "My computer." And I think is it Rob? You say like, "Oh yeah," like my wife says that's like, "Can I use your iPad?" Uh, my iPad. Uh, no, yeah, that's no, Tom. That's yeah, Tom. That's Tom. Me, Sorry, afraid. Rob. I yeah. do. I do apologize. <laughs> I do apologize. Um, yeah, no, my, my wife does it as well. In fairness. So like, I was I was cleaning my room earlier, and I was like debating which uh, series to watch while I do it because. Peep show, as you probably guess, is uh, so it's kind of like my ambient sound rather than music. And um, I kind of tossed the coin over it, and then I literally went like, "Am I going to overrule the coin?" Like it's like on, <laughs> on a day on a day to day basis, it's, it's like just t- a little too relatable, maybe. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I've quite enjoyed like this week uh, working from home. Like it's a while since I've sat and watched Peep Show and just enjoyed sitting and watching it rather than yeah. We watch it from like an analytical perspective all the time for the podcast. So to sit there, like I just sat and watched a few episodes from, uh, I think it was the end of series five and the beginning of series six. And I was like, oh, I can you just watch this? I don't have to be thinking, why do you think that person's saying that? Where, how are they doing that? And I was like, it's actually, it was quite enjoyable just to sort of sit there and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, a, and have a good old, have a good old session. Do you find when you're watching it then, like, I don't know how you write, your quizzes but are you like when you're watching peep show are you always sort of switched on with like bearing the quiz in mind or definitely yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah i can't quite honestly i uh much like yourself so it's, it's become a bit like uh my watching experience has become somewhat jaded because whether i i basically now just i just like hash in uh, onto google the rough quote that i'm trying to find and then just watch that clip I don't. Yeah, I, re- I rarely sit down anymore and just actually just watch it. And I did do it the other day, like you said, uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a lovely thing to just actually go. Yeah, this is what it's all about. But yeah, certainly. Um, well, what, what I quite like what we're doing with this quiz online now. We're gonna do. We're gonna work through the series. So series one was the first one we did. We're gonna do series two on Saturday. And yeah, so I just sat there and watched all of series one. Lovely. But yeah, I definitely sat there thinking. Um, I'm always doing that as, as soon as I. It, it that the most cursory of cliff and just like that is a banging question and get that straight in the quiz that's yeah that's that's the way to do it right? if you're just sitting there trying to force it it's hard actually but yeah but it's funny it's funny when you do it because you sort of like we obviously in the end of each of our episodes we do a quiz for each other and like oh, yeah. we always i always think like we have to go so bloody obscure now to catch uh-huh. it out because you just like oh god yeah some of your questions <laughs> and, and some of them just aren't related back to aren't related back to um anything to do really to it's like as they're walking into this building what's up on the side like you having to go yeah. that level of obscure and i think it's hard because you're i think when i'm watching it and i know that it's rob's turn to do the quiz that week i'm almost watching it as well as you know doing prep for for the recording i'm also thinking like Oh, You're oh I see a bit, yeah, and I see like oh, I'd have I'd have set that as a question, and then you know not every time, but you know things come up, and and Rob has the same sort of thought, so it's a bit of a tricky one where you then trying to top each other and catch the other one out, but at the same time, just like average listener who's just tuning in that week hasn't watched it, you know, like with a eagle eye, I, yeah, in preparation yeah. for a podcast, you then yeah. yeah, you lose them. So it's a bit of a balancing act, really. I love that you guys do that. It's, it's, it's kind of weird because um, you like you ask some really good questions, but like on one hand, I'm like, God, why didn't I ask that? But on the other hand, you've asked this, and I don't know the answer. And it's like, oh, for God's sake, guys! Like, what? Like this? This is yeah. like when um, when I first went to uh, before I'd even probably got to know Giles and uh, and Liam, big big man Andy. Um, I can't even, I can't remember. There's there's literally it must have been like ten questions. I was like. How does anyone know that? And <laughs> then, but then there's one question. You, the one that I think, um, I think it's the Gog episode um, where you ask, like, what is written on the building that Gog lives in, or something. Like, yes, oh, that was my. That was one of my questions. <laughs> yeah, we, we went too far. <laughs> I was there. listening to that. Yeah, it's like I, I made what... a really low quality meme for you once. It was like Sally Slater. Like, I listened to podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs while I'm cleaning. I was like, I was making that as I was also writing that angry meme, like. Christ sake, guys. (laughs) I think what I've tried to do now is to include, so we're normally including clips 
of the of the episode as we're doing it i'm sometimes i'm trying to drop even if we don't talk about it explicitly i'm like either extending a clip or dropping something in that sort of helps like maybe has the answer in so it's sort of subconsciously with the listener and then later on you know it's not quite so difficult so it's more like have you been paying attention to us for the last hour and then you, and then yeah, you yeah. get the quiz oh giles you do that i mean obviously you do our gavin stacy quiz you've done that with peak show um yeah the video round yeah that's that's one thing we tried to do to uh make sure yeah because quite frankly what you've touched touched on there before you have to quite you have to do um be mindful of the fact that people aren't obsessive peep show nerds like us and we'll be like yeah peep show quiz that sounds good super hands love him love all that and then they they you can you, there's a sort of a powerful sense in the room that people actually are getting a bit lost here because our questions start pretty damn easy like you know what's the name of the building blah 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 and then uh then they get intense and people are just lost so yeah we use the video around where it's more like an observational thing like what you know even the most like hardcore elite of peep show fan might actually get caught out because we didn't just sort of like say you know what time is the clock displaying in the kitchen etc so that's that was one of my that. questions in fairness <laughs> no, well, really no way there's a bit of a theme here of rob being a bastard about the questions <laughs> <laughs> i think the thing is when we came to we when we came to the quiz with you guys like we did the first couple of rounds. I think mm. I think what the first round was at that quiz, but we there was one question we weren't sure on. But we did the first three rounds, and I turned to Tom and I was like, "Shit, we're getting all of these right. Like this isn't that. I was expecting it to be harder." And then you mm. got the next three rounds, and I and I see what's happened now. Yeah, yeah. False sense of security. False sense of security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was it. You, like, we were like, seriously, I was like, Tom, we haven't got, we we might have dropped one mark so far. Um, and then when it sort of ramped up to like either like the music rounds or yeah, yeah. what the other ones were, we were like, ah, oh, no. Okay. And I think to be fair, I think we only got about six or seven wrong in the whole quiz. Um, but incredible just, there were three other, three or four other teams who got them all, like, got nearly all of them right. And you're like. Annoyingly, actually, I I I hate to say this. Um, you're probably going to feel pretty miffed by this bit of information, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, the lads who won it, who got a fairly impeccable score, they were like, "Oh, mate, we've been coming to these quizzes like every time." And it's like, "Oh, god, that explains why you've done so well then, basically." Because quite, yeah, we yeah we do change the questions pretty much every single quiz. But when it was the Alan Johnson special, I was just thought, right, okay, keep it basic. Go back to the quiz we kind of we know works best. So I kind of got that back out of the archive. So I don't know, perhaps you were um, you were robbed. I don't know, but yeah. there you go. Well, um, yeah, carry on. We did we did the um the, well I did the one the first one of your live stream ones, and there weren't any questions on there that were repeated, and I think. There were a couple I sort of struggled on, and then I ended up bowing out because the internet, my internet connection was playing. That was a, it was a bit chaotic that quiz actually. I'm, I'm, we just do uh, we. I think well, we were both quite drunk, myself and Liam, and then uh, it was just getting a bit much. We couldn't really focus on it, so yeah, I wouldn't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, really miss out. Right, um, it was it was it was the day after pub shut. You know, everyone is a bit. Mm. It was, it was it was all quite not not like poorly planned just it was, it was all a bit random wasn't it it was all a bit all, all, almost exciting um, and to be honest like i think i think a lot of people knew that liam was actually going to do it and yeah he, it was, it was, was on cracking form but yeah sorry rob go on go on rob no i was just gonna say should we uh should we head to some uh like some quick fire sort of people questions we tried to do it with robert webb when we interviewed him last week so we'll see what your answers your right. answer as well um Support for Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PEEP at manscaped.com. So why do you need Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0? Well, we've all got our own nightmare grooming stories about shaving our nether regions. Whether it's Nick's cuts and grazes or an unfortunate tale involving hair removal cream, it can seem like you're always a moment away from disaster. Not with the Lawnmower 4.0. 
After using it myself, it really does make a massive difference. It's quick, easy to use, and most importantly, I felt safe while using it. With the Lawnmower 4.0, Manscaped have engineered the ultimate groin trimmer, with their advanced skin safe technology making you confident to shave your boys. So, if you're like Mark and are worried about your testicles looking abnormal, the Lawnmower 4.0 can give you the confidence to do something about it and make your balls feel like a million dollars. So go on, start shaving your testicles like it's the most natural thing in the world, and get 20% off and free shipping with the code PEEP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PEEP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Either, either of you can answer, both of you can answer. Uh, Favourite uh, Peep Show episode? I reckon uh, mine is on the poll. That was one of your favourites, wasn't it, Rob? Actually, it was. Yeah, I was. I was. I was, I was gonna. I was gonna let somebody else jump in, but yeah, like I when we did our rankings, I rated that really, really highly. I bloody love that episode. Brilliant. Yeah. That's uh, that's the episode that I was watching just then. Actually, I was trying to use it for a meme. Um, my actual personal favourite episode. No one agrees with me. It's actually party or the party. It's it's season six is actually my favourite season. I really, really look forward to listening to what you guys have to say on it. Um, just every episode's better, but it's also uh, just the season I've watched the most. Is when I was at uni, it's my housemate's favourite season. Um, and to pin it down to an episode, it's it's party um, because it's the line that I, I actually got into Peep Show really, really, really late, which is it's dead weird, but it just kind of reflects my age. Um, and it's at the party when uh, Jeremy is like just giving elena the loader he's like you know i love you um i'll be your mannequin and and she goes with it and then in just his his head he goes oh wow i've pulled i've pulled my own girlfriend um and that is what kind of introduced me to peep shows like internal monologue which is kind of how it's done as a comedy so yeah I don't know. even though there's so many episodes, especially wedding which arguably i've said to you guys already i think is the best um my personal favorite uh, party. That's uh, got another cracking line in that scene as well, where Hans turns and goes, "Chill out, mate. It's just a phallic symbol, not my actual dog." Yes. yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Supans in the snake. I'm like, I, I'm sure, like, I judge me like a red next to black, jump the foot back T-shirt or something. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that some? Yeah, yeah. You see that that episode's iconic, and uh, and we and we see our friend Paul Clayton again. Uh, I, I love the bit as well when um, Dobby's about to get a taxi with Gerard and um, he's like, but you live in Catford and he lives in Ballum. And then uh, me and my mate were actually out on a night out in London uh, in Clapham and we like actually started doing all the maths. Like, oh shit, do we go to Catford? Do we go to Ballum? And it's, it's a long, I mean, I've been watching Peep Show now for what, how long's the episode? Like eight years. I mean, it's, it's just my favourite, favourite bit. Um, and the four types of lasagna as well. Or well, I think five is in the end. It's, yeah, it's that's my absolute favourite. But I, I would still go back to what we talked about previously, uh, podcast related. That uh, I think the best actual episode, uh, as well as IMDb does, is the wedding, as in Mark wedding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's the one, certainly that we've done so far. I think if I had to pick one that we hadn't done yet. Um, the one that probably comes to mind for me is uh, that Jeremy therapized um, is a is a really good one um, because I, I'll never forget that the one that always gets me is um, Mark bringing the curry home after he's caught Jez like in through the window of that place um, is just priceless and just how like uh, just uh, Mark catching him it's just like he's and he's spending like 500 quid of my money and it's like and it feels amazing <laughs> <laughs> you know so, I, tell you, I can I remember really taking off uh, especially in peep show quotes uh, maybe one of the first ever consistent peep show meetings with four non that's insane I think in a time before what we have now especially in Dobby Club Project Juice um, four non used to go around a lot and in that episode, Mark orders a nan and a half each between two of them. Uh, whereas in the in that episode uh, with four nan, there's actually three of them. So that's loads of people started saying like factual inaccuracy. Like, uh, you know, Mark <laughs> thought four nan was insane, but uh, you know, four between three people as opposed to 
three and arm between two people. That's um, that's yeah. It's just I remember it all starting around there. Weirdly enough, but yeah, that's that, that episode's great. Is that the skirt skirt made of dicks? Is that that episode? Uh, no, that's when he's getting his life coaching, isn't it? Oh, that's yeah. the, oh God, of course, that's the Gerard's dad episode, isn't it? Yeah, Jeremy Therapies one. Yeah, that's um, yeah, the funeral and everything, and Mark getting the weight cake. <laughs> yes, he yeah, loved the red. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that's a really good idea from Mark there, getting that Gerard cake like on a whim. That's pretty quick thinking. <laughs> um, as if, yeah, there's three shelves of cake more expensive than that as well. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a nice, nice gesture financially. Yeah. And what about you, Rob? Maybe of ones that we've not already discussed. I'll tell you one that I. And, and and according to IMDb, is one of the highest ones as well. Is uh is threeism? Is, yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I think series eight is uh interesting. There's a couple of good in, uh, episodes in series in series eight, and series nine isn't. I don't rate very highly at all. But like three mm. just stands out in that so much. I think yeah. I think that that one for me of the ones we haven't covered, but I'm the same as Doug. I think like wedding for me across the whole run is definitely up there for me yeah yeah weddings um uh it's, it's kind of like you mentioned that in the podcast it, it could have been the end of it and you'd have been like you know what fine but then christ we've got five other seasons <laughs> but yeah no I, I to be fair out of series nine i, I think yeah definitely three isn't out of the six of them i think one and two they kind of come back into their own a little bit and then season three they start to just get a bit more ridiculous but then there's the throwback because they bring April back into it, which is fantastic. Was not expecting that at all. Why do you really why do you gap. like three isms, guys? What what's what's what what's, what makes that a good episode for you? Go on, Rob. It was your pick. You start. Uh, well, I, th- I think part of it is the is the the April coming back and just like I think Mark, like we talked a bit. I can't which episode it was. We talked about it on, mm. but talked about April sort of being like April being Mark's one. Um, yeah, and like the one the whole way through, like way back when in like the uh, university challenge episode, he's like at his most natural when he tries to talk to her. Um, yeah, and so I think that's a big part of like um, when he then sees her again in series nine. You're like, oh yeah, this is this is how Mark's like like actually behaving. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And then like obviously the whole um, like the the Moroccan cooking and. That whole scene where they're all sitting around that table, yeah, yeah, and like it's just like quality moment to quality moment to quality yeah. moment. Isn't that when Mark says, um, "I'd ha- I'd hate to call you a racist at my dinner party or something"? Yeah, yeah. and he also does that bit where he goes, uh, "Like must stop actually rubbing my hands." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's always like I think Tom and I talked when we I think recorded the, the wedding episode and we basically said like. The whole of the first four series has one solid plot line that it sort of follows. And like when the wedding goes tits up, you sort of go, right, that's the that's the end of that storyline. Because like to a certain extent, Sophie's not out of the picture because obviously she says it the whole way through. But like that line of him, her and Mark has come to an end. And like I think for the next five series, sort of like there's yeah. not as, there's not that same clear yeah. plot line going all the way through. Yeah, it's a bit sort of here, there, and everywhere, isn't it? I, I think maybe that's why uh, they brought Darby in to maybe sort of re-establish a similar narrative. Because um, I think I think you mentioned as well, Spectre World, like they were recording it like series by series. They kind of didn't know when it was going to end, but at least they had some linear thing. And then that's Mark's love line. Jeremy just does does whatever he wants, doesn't he? Um, I think as in, in the three of them as well, it's like you talk about bringing April back. I mean. It, it kind of had to be heard. Like I, I can't think of anyone who they could have brought back for Mark. Um, weirdly enough, the uh, Lucy from the holiday is coming to mind, which would have just been horrific, obviously. Um, she, like uh, talking about people being Mark's one, uh, which is kind of Mark's theme for the whole series in a way. And ending up being April's series two when I think we first meet her. Yeah. Yeah, no, great, great shout. Uh, love threeism. Talking of uh, Dobby, sort of slightly loosely. What's your? Uh, I know your whole your whole brand is based around her. What are your? Because <laughs> she she kind of gets quite a bad quite a bad rep. I think quite bad press, yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, I think um, 
I think that's misplaced myself. Obviously, I, I'm heavily biased. I don't know. I think she's a. I think she adds a bit of uh, quirky. Uh, I suppose that's what people don't like about her, isn't it? But I quite like that. I think she's sort of like you know the the BBC Six listener as opposed to like the the Radio One girls that you, you get up until that point. That's how I think about it. Um, like yeah, because. Quite honestly, though, when you th- I'm sure this has been spoken about m- multiple times, but the, the female characters in Peep Show are all pretty unfavorable. Not that there's um, any like her- heroic male ga- characters going on, but like honestly, it's pretty slim pickings, isn't it? In terms of like you know good solid personality, I just well, don't I think, think there's much wrong with. I, I think with Dobby as well, like in her very first episode that we see her in, she says that perfect line where it's like. Um, Oh, Mark, my mate's playing a gig. Check out, Mark. You're not trying to yeah. pretend you're a normal person, are you? Um, and and then from our point of view, as as fans who've seen Mark develop from series one, we're like, oh, she she's got him. You know, she she's she's got this in the bag. She she understands him straight away. He's not a normal person, but he's doing his best to pretend that he is. And I, that sh- should get her on side, really. But yeah, she gets quite a bit of grief i think um certainly more than sophie i would say maybe i think that's fair she oh mate i give i give i give sophie a load of grief oh you do to be fair yeah it's awful i think the problem with with sophie though and dobby to an extent is that they seem to go i mean we talked about it at length about sophie is and dobby does the same where she goes through this personality transplant when to begin with she's all about the um like staying indoors and watching flash forward and eating lampasanda and then immediately she says like you know in the space of the next series she's like oh this is this is awful and then she's she's flipping back and forth and like what she really wants and then she gets with that when she goes to america and she's then with that other guy who's like glued to his phone all the time and like not living life to the max or whatever it's just a there's an inconsistency that i think is what can rub people the wrong way yeah but I think, like you said about when Dobby arrives, is that like she does come in as a bit of a breath of fresh air, and like you say, she she gets Mark from the get go. So you you're immediately thinking like, oh yeah, this is the one. It's maybe like what we sort of like about Sophie is how even though Mark spends the first four series saying she's the one, how uncomfortable she can make him sort of feel, and then all of a sudden Dobby. Like even maybe just for like an episode or two, it's like makes Mark be sort of right in his comfort zone. Um, well, he even says that, like maybe, she's the acceptable maybe, maybe face that of woman. Maybe that doesn't work uh, yeah. as well. It's, it's just not as funny when if things aren't going if things are going well for Mark, then where's the comedy value? Maybe. Yeah, good point. So maybe not Dobby or Sophie. Have either of you got a? All right, I'll do two questions. Favorite uh, like character overall. Oh, probably Alan Johnson. It's got to be Alan Johnson for me. Um, I just think he lights up the screen and my living room when he's on that screen. Um, for how relatable they are um, and for just social awkwardness, uh, I would always go with Mark. Um, but as a one-off character, um, probably Daryl. Uh, this change Daryl yeah just as a one-off character of all the one-off characters um oh dear Doug I didn't realize you're a Daryl guy oh no I'm not I don't I don't agree with him uh just in the terms of writing I don't think it's even so much I think it's how like we make it it's it's how Mark and Jez respond to him and how it makes the episode um and and the comedy value yeah Daryl and Gog uh I think that's why that uh it's Joey makes isn't that such a good episode um uh, just the introduction of Daryl and Gog. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, he's he's hilarious, isn't he? He's, I'm, I'm back. I'm backtracking now to prove that I'm I'm not. You know, I'd, I'd hate to call myself a racist on your podcast, um, but it's, <laughs> you know, my answer is a little more sophisticated than that. No, I think uh, like, Gog. Gog is always really like. I can't. We did. I, I did some sort of poll on on Twitter about favorite one-off characters. I'm sure Gog came out quite well. Like Daryl. always rated quite highly. I love that episode. Yeah, it was cracking. Um, and I think we said when we discussed it, we were like, Daryl is an absolute bellend, and like, at no point are we condoning any of his uh, yeah. views or anything like that. But as a spectacle, 
Like, he's yeah. a really good character. Yeah, yeah, for, for his plot and for what he does. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to go into what Daryl actually says. But yeah, no, just, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, no, I, I think... I think, think that I think... What's your question just then? Sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, was it favourite one-off character or favourite character? Well, I was going to go into two, I had two questions. My first one was just first general character and then who was your favourite one-off? So who's your favourite one-off, Giles? Oh, okay, well, I actually haven't got an answer lined up. I was just making sure I was on. <laughs> and I, I accidentally answered both questions. I, I thought you were going to ask who was our one for Mark or Jez. That's why. I, oh, shit. Oops. Okay, right. let, let's go with that one next then. <laughs> yeah, we're right in your own question. We're right in the Yeah, question. I know. <laughs> um, favorite one off character? I don't know. Um, probably to be a bit controversial, I do think. Um, I do love Ben. I just think he's such a tit, but it's hilarious how much of a, uh, how annoying he is. I just I, I quite enjoy that spectacle. Um, you know, mine's a large one. I should fucking know. He's uh, child out. What, what does he say? Actually, that was a meme I was thinking about making. Perhaps is it's like sometimes you just got to get coronavirus to. Uh... Oh, what the hell's the quote? It's you know when he says to chow down on some serious. Chill oh. is that it? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's been, Chilter, it's yeah. been, it's been it's done now. Like, guarantee it's been done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has, but you know, I just love those lines. Do anyway, yeah. Eris twat, it's great. Yeah, he's my fave. Okay, uh, what? Okay, right. Who's um, who's Mark's one? Hmm. Oh, Giles, we should discuss this earlier. Um, yeah, man. I mean. <sighs> God knows. I just, just To be fair, boys, I agree with what I listened to, I think it was the other day. Um you know, it definitely was. I was thinking, was it with Cara Hogan or wasn't it? It was with Robert Webb. Um Aurora for Jazz pre um The question pre dog killing. Was... Um oh, was it fav- who was the one for Mark? You can go for both. You can go for both, yeah. So, oh sorry, um for Mark I think the girl and, and and hear me out, the girl on the in the cafe who Mark proposes to before marrying so <laughs> <laughs> Right, so she's she's reading uh, Jenkins on Churchill. So she's obviously would have similar taste to Mark. They just maybe meet at the wrong time. And I know it's very obscure, but like, you know, proving us if they've met, you know, if she ended up she was just working a copy shop part-time while studying finance and then ended up working for JLB and they met that way, then maybe uh, she was the one and maybe that was Mark's one. But otherwise, yeah, um, mate, yeah, maybe. I don't know, Giles, have you got something better than that? Um, I think personally it's Callie myself. I think she was um, like... I think they were kindred spirits apart from the whole crystal skull debacle, but, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Cali, Cali is amazing. I think, uh, what the hell is he thinking? Um, I mean, he, he's got his sex life down with Cali as well, hasn't he? Cause he doesn't have yeah. to impress her at all. Like he does as he's told and, and she's fine with it. With Actually, hang on. I'm going to change my answer completely though. Hang on. Wait. Um, what, the, what's her name though? The one, um, where she's putting on Van Morrison. Oh, oh Stephanie. Yes. yes. Stephanie. She yeah. is the one man, actually. Stephanie. Yeah, forget Callie. Callie's too too far out, actually. Stephanie, though, honestly, she, she was just spot on and then he just bailed out, didn't he? Because he's an idiot. You know, um, in, in a way, if, if, if it wasn't for Big Man Andy, uh, Mark could have ended up quite happily with Stephanie. Oh, yeah. And Jez would have been free to get with Dobby. But Big Man Andy uh, completely jezzed it for both of them. There's a fan theory for you. Good point. We'll have to put it to him on Saturday night and I'll see what he says. <laughs> yeah, see what he's got to say for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a great answer with Stephanie. I think you're absolutely right. It's going perfectly until that moment. Yeah. She's 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 sharp as a tack, you know. She's funny, mm. got an impeccable uh, taste in music, and she's uh, oh, you know, she's amazingly attractive. Yeah, but hang on, that's a good point though that um, Rob uh, Webb brings up when you interviewed him. He's like, not to disrespect the lads, but they're, they're, 
if they're pulling these girls all the all left, right, and centre, they're all incredibly attractive. And a pair of losers living in their little flat is it's <laughs> a bit of an injustice, right there. For everyone, for all us high flyers, anyway. That's just my well, yeah, and, and Rob kind of alluded to that in the episode where he was just like, Jeremy pulls these completely like unattainable, like how the hell oh, Jeremy ever yeah. big Sue's? Yeah. Like, Na- Nancy's obviously just using him, but like how he pulls someone like Big Sue's, and mm. none, none of the people that Jeremy uh, like sleeps with are particularly like unattractive. <laughs> right. Um, before before our audio deteriorates even further, um, <laughs> is, is there anything that you guys sort of want to shout out? Anything you want to promote? Uh, anything you want to um, let our fans and our listeners know about? Bear in mind that this episode probably won't come out before your quiz is happening on Saturday. Well, I mean, that is literally the only thing I have to promote at the moment. Actually, apart from if people want to go and buy some uh, cool T-shirts from uh dobbyclub.co.uk please do but yeah, yeah, yeah i know we'll talk about that the merch have we yeah i mean the merch i mean god wow that's a whole that's a whole new episode of, of uh this <laughs> podcast i'd say um but yeah what we're gonna do though is gonna we are gonna delve deep into this sitcom that we seem to love very much and uh we're gonna do it every single saturday so yeah that's what i want to plug every saturday 8 p.m bst on twitch um we're going to do series series two yeah series two coming up on this saturday which people would have will now be in the past but yeah just can't it doesn't really matter isn't it's just a bit of laugh but yeah yeah get involved with that for sure cool well it's been a pleasure chatting to you boys and we uh hope you stay safe in all the coronavirus times and uh yeah look after you too guys lovely lovely to chat to you yeah yeah thanks very much both of you yeah, good luck. Good luck with it all. Um, can't can't wait for what you got next. Can't wait for series five. Nice one. Ooh, right. Thank you very, Thank much. You very much. All right. See you later. Thank see you, you boys. Really good work. Okay, there we go. Then that was it. Our chat with the the lovely guys Doug and Giles from Dobby Club. What did you think, Rob? Yeah, like I said, absolutely cracking to talk to them. Um, and feel like. I think because we've spoken to them so much sort of in the build-up, like that we know them really well, despite never actually meeting either of them properly face-to-face, <laughs> um, having that chat having that chat with them was like, was sort of like chatting to, to old friends. Yeah, yeah, like I said, we've been in touch with them for, yeah, over a year now, really, since quite early we've been in contact with them over Facebook and Twitter and things. So, yeah, really nice to actually have um, like a, a proper sit-down conversation, albeit virtually, um, just to sort of shoot the shit and and find out their sort of um like their origin story really like where they all came from because we quite familiar with those guys and what they do but actually to see where it all came from and things is actually really fascinating particularly when you know we did our little birthday special where we talked about where we came from so it's quite I, I find it interesting to find out where you know other people who start out just like fans and then have evolved into being part of like a quote community or whatever you want to call it so i always find that kind of thing fascinating yeah for sure um and this might be a good point to sort of shout out uh where we're sort of going where we're going next um because it sort of links back into to to dobby club and the quizzes which i know uh, giles talked a lot about in our interview um hopefully in the next couple of weeks we will be chatting to the man himself liam noble who is better known as big mad andy um, and I know he's been a guest we have we have sort of sought after for a long time. Um, so it's fi- it's good to f- sort of finally nail that down. Um, so uh, once the episode that you're listening to now comes out, uh, we'll be interviewing Liam in the next sort of few days after. So stay tuned uh, to to catch our interview with Liam. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to that one. Um, we sort of yeah been talks with him for a little while. And it's a bit strange because with his character, he features quite early on in the series, but then is sort of disappears for a while and then becomes a bit more prominent towards the end. So it was always a bit of a strange one of where we were going to get his interview in. But I think, you know, at a time like this, we sort of put the two together and I think it's going to work really well. So I think any excuse to get Liam in like sooner rather than having to wait until uh, Big Bad Andy's swan song in the, the show... Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. it. Should be a really good laugh. Well, in a similar way to uh, Robert Webb, like 
when we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, he's such a massive fan and knows so much about the show. When you listen to Liam, when he's doing the quizzes, um, or even when we were sort of having a chat with him when we went to the Dobby Club quiz, he knows his stuff. He, he, knows, he knows it, he's dropping quotes in, he's making references the whole time. So I'm buzzing to speak to, speak to him. He's, he's somebody I've really, really sort of looked forward to. After uh, Robert Webb and David Mitchell, he's sort of the next person I really, really want. Very high praise. Cool, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be a lot of interesting stuff to chat about with the show, but then also, like you say, him getting involved in the Dobby Club quizzes. So, yeah, it should be a good fun chat. Cool. All right. Well, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the podcast here, if you haven't already, for some reason. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at Podcast Pharaohs, and you can also find us on Facebook by just searching Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs. Do you want to shout out the Instagram, Rob? Yep, I've updated it. It's now Podcast Secrets of the Pharaohs, so you're not having to search for some sort of weird name. Um, and there's quite a lot of content going on there. I've got quite a lot of time on my hands at the moment, so um, I'm, I'm throwing content out there left, right and centre, so do check that out. Absolutely. Um, uh, and if you want to email us, we are just podcastsecretsofthepharaohs at gmail.com. I will also, just whilst uh, whilst we're here, and it seems to be the done thing with podcasts at the moment, I would just quite like to quickly shout out our Patreon. Um, I think, obviously, now's uh, a difficult time to sort of be asking people for money um, and to be asking people for sort of, for, for sort of sponsorship. Um, but it's a great way to sort of give back um, if you're not sure how to, to to a podcast that you really enjoy listening to. We've pulled out some cracking interviews um, recently and in the near future, we've got some big ones coming up too. Um, so if you do want to sort of give something back, start some sort of a couple of quid a month um, right up to sort of bigger donations and you can just sponsor us at uh, patreon.com forward slash podcast pharaohs. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. Uh, they've got a bunch of different tiers and there's some uh, little rewards and things there that you can get involved with. Cool. OK, well, let's wrap things up there then. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much to Giles and Doug from Dobby Club for uh, just chatting the shit with us all about all things Peep Show. And uh, we will see you next time when we're welcomed by Big Mad Andy himself, Liam Noble. Cool. OK, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.